0: Here's our review for Uncut Gems. First off, I'd like to say with sincerely from the heart, fuck you, Adam Sandler. Okay. This movie Uncut Gems is another example of what Adam Sandler is capable of doing when he actually puts effort into his roles. Okay. We have seen him other times. I've seen him in Punch Drunk Love, uh, Rain on Me. And other comedies where he's actually put the effort into it. Not where he looks dead in the eyes with all of his Netflix films. Also, when he did his uh, comedy special, uh, what was it about a year or two ago? It showed that he's still very, very funny. He still has some originality to him. And he's capable of way better than what he has been just defecating on all of us. You know, which is weird because there's the fans, the true, I guess if you want to call them the true fans. I call them the, the, the oblivious fans. They still love his work. There's people that still, I mean, that's why his movies make money. This is why this movie itself, Uncut Gems, is the most successful A24 film that's ever come out so far. Since the the company came out like what about seven eight years ago, so people love Adam Sandler, and I want to love Adam Sandler. But the problem is, is that in me and my podcaster buddy, we both have seen it over the years. He keeps churning out shit, and it just seems like just for the just for that that easy go to paycheck. Well, uncut gems is disappointing in one regard and it's that this shows that adam sandler can be better he is better than what he keeps giving us and it's disappointing as as well because afterwards he's probably going to go back to the same junk and shit again if he does another movie which he will because you know the, the paycheck right so it is disappointing but you know what i'll take the good because we've been taking a lot of the bad, and the good is his performance here as Howard Ratner. It is really, really good, even though there's a few times where he sounds like his his buddy uh, Peter Dante. There's a couple times, especially when he was talking walking down the street near the beginning of the film, and he's talking on the phone. I swear to God, there was a couple times I thought he was going to say, you know, like, monkey crazy or something, but... Other than that, he was really, really good. Uh, it, the fact that he has this charismatic smirk on his face with his, with his ugly teeth throughout the movie because he has fake teeth in his mouth. But it works with the character because it adds to the douchiness of how he is. Because I've seen people with, uh, what do they call them? The, uh, the porcelain veneers put in their mouths and stuff. And it, there's always something just often scary about them. And the same thing with, with Sandler's character. Scary looking. It just adds to this creepy factor with his with his face. And this is what's also really good about Adam Sandler in this movie. If this role had been played by a lesser actor someone unknown, all the shit that this guy does, all all the just the audacious stuff that he pulls on people, his friends, his family, his peers, you know, his coworkers, everybody. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even care about this character at all if it had been played by anybody else. But because Adam Sandler has that charisma, has that personality, you're kind of rooting for him. I was rooting for him for, for a certain amount. I mean, there. it gets to a point for me when... I wasn't trying to root for him anymore, but the movie's so well done that it kept bringing me back on board. It, it, like, I jump back off again because he'd do something, you know, unforgivable, like the way he treats his wife and how he's alienating himself from his kids, and his kids are finally starting to see what kind of a piece of shit he is, and, and just all the stuff. But then he would do something charismatic that, that would bring me back again, and it was it's just just really well written and really well acted so there's that with his character julie fox julia fox who i've never seen her in anything before she has a very small bio um from what i understand she used to be a dominatrix in real life she's really good as his mistress slash girlfriend who has an apartment for you know at first she just seems like this same old typical you know gold digger but throughout the film she becomes like the most loyal person in his life and i just i got i started to have more and more respect for her character as the film went on. Of course, I also have to take a back seat a little bit because how much respect can I have for a character who's with a person like Howard? So, there is that. But she still, she was really good. Like, I started, like, caring more about her character throughout the film. Like, I actually didn't want anything bad to happen to her by the time the third act is happening with this movie. So, and then there's other good characters in this movie as well. Kevin Garnett, he seemed to handle his own for the whole the whole time. Every scene that he was in, he handled it. You know, I've never seen him as an actor before. I think this is the first time he's ever acted, if he hasn't done anything on television or anything. He was really good. Lakeith Stanfield, he's always good in everything we see him in. Like, Get Out and... um sorry to bother you stuff like that he's also he just he always plays a different guy in each movie and you know same thing with this one really really good there's a character in the film that at first i i didn't fully notice because i just saw him as the typical goomba henchman you know he was He's one of the loan shark collectors that shows up. He's pretty much in the first scene of the movie when Howard goes into his his shop, his diamond shop. And the guy is there. The guy's name is Phil. And he's there waiting with his other guy named, uh I think his name was Vito or something. Nico. His name was Nico. And the guy is played by Keith Williams Richards, who I didn't know anything about him. I've never seen him before. But he plays like this Italian tough guy who he ends up becoming the most terrifying thing in this movie to me. Uh, most of the time, scary characters don't, they're not that intimidating to me because I've seen it all. But for some reason, this freaking guy throughout the film, even when he's not talking, just his stares, he has this like this death stare when he's looking right through Howard's character where he's just like if you do anything if you step over a certain specific line I'm going to fucking kill you and I won't I won't hesitate I won't feel bad about it that's just what's going to happen and by the time you get to the end of the film his character scared me I I mean dude he added to the tension of this film big time and I got to get props to him I looked up this guy's bio this is the first film he's ever been in. This is the first actual reportable acting job he's ever done. He was actually noticed on the street and someone grabbed him. I can't remember who, but someone grabbed him and asked him to be in this movie. And the guy, in my opinion, the guy nails it. He doesn't have great dialogue or anything like that, but he delivers on that intimidation scale extremely effectively. And he, I'm mean, dude, he scared me. So, you know, I, maybe I'm a pussy, but, <laughs> but still the dude is awesome. I, yeah. I mean, just to see him as a toughie, Holy shit, this, this guy's got some skills as an actor, all right? There is another actor in the movie, too, that I really liked was Jed Hirsch. He shows up in about three or four scenes. He plays the father-in-law of Howard, and, you know, he's really, he's just, he, he he's the typical, you know, Jewish father, you know, he's, he's you know, he wants to help family out, you know, and he gets pissed off when things have to deal with money, but he's still going to help family out and things like that, and it was just good to see Jed Hirsch in something other than a shitty Independence Day sequel, so it's really good to, you know, see him in that. The character that Adina Menzel plays is of Howard's wife. Her name is Dina or Dinah. I can't remember. I think it's Dina. Anyway, when they first show her, she, I mean, the whole movie, she has this, this resting bitch face the entire movie, but when they first show her, she is just, I'm like, God, this is just this angry wife that's always bitching at her husband and, and no wonder he does all this shit because she's just a fucking asshole, but Throughout the film, you see that she probably was a, a, she started off as a really good person and he drove her to this shit. He did, because she has gotten to this point where she is completely done with him. She doesn't see him as a husband anymore. She sees him as this fucking child who just keeps getting away with all of the shit that he's doing and she just wants to get away from him. But she has to go through the motions of being this loyal wife before they get this divorce that's going to happen eventually. So, it's just funny to see her character because she's not afraid of him anymore. She's just sick of his face, sick of his everything about him. And to see her react to him is hilarious, especially during a couple scenes where there's family get, um get-togethers and stuff like that. So I give I, my hats off to Adina Menzel for for playing the character and keeping her keeping her <laughs> straight with how she had to deal with this shit. So the Safety Brothers have made a really good thriller. I guess you could call it a thriller because it's extremely suspenseful. The movie has tension throughout the whole thing, but it it like it like ebbs and flows for the first hour. You know, it comes and goes. The music, this unique sounding musical score it's not kind of music that I would want to listen to when I'm not watching the film, but when you're watching the film, it adds an o- it adds a unique style to the film itself, and I and I appreciated it for what it was. The tension. <laughs> that's right. also the cinematography for this movie there is a lot of you know there's plenty of backup shots but a lot of shots are right up in characters faces and the camera will cut quickly over to another character and it'll be almost in their face like almost like you could see the boogers on their nose hairs in their nostrils I mean it gets very claustrophobic with a lot of these scenes and it's very effective because it adds to the tension level and there's simple things that happen as well that add to the tension as well when there's this part there's this scene where the, where the door buzzer won't unlock the door and it keeps, they keep hitting it and they keep trying to make it work and it just keeps upping the tension level of the scene and it just made me uneasy and I became uneasy for the like the, oh my God, I, I think like the last hour plus of the film, I was anxious. Movies don't usually make me anxious when I'm watching them. I know that sounds like a bad thing, but for, in the context of this film itself, it is awesome because it made me feel what these characters are going through especially when Howard's character is trying to set up this perfect bet because if it pays off everything's going to be fine (laughs) but the thing is is that you know the other shoe is going to drop you just don't know how it's going to drop but he still does it and the fact that he could have saved everything if he hadn't made this bet all he had to do was use that money to pay everybody off and everything would have been fine but no the gambling addict piece of shit, had to do another bet because he knew it was a sure thing. And it ended up being the sure thing for him. But <laughs> you'll see how the movie ends. So, I give my hats off to this movie because I don't, it's not a particular film that I, I think has a lot of replay value for me. But seeing it, I, I did end up seeing it twice because, uh, you know, I went on different nights with different people. But I'll tell you what, even the second time, I still fent- felt, fent? I still fented. I felt the tension even the second time. And actually I was able to pay attention the second time to other little things. And th- those other little things that were happening, those were played, those added tension that I wasn't even thinking about beforehand. So it is, it is extremely well done. It is entertaining and it is a unique world to, to uh, that the Safety brothers have del- delved into okay? It's an ugly world. I don't really want to be a part of these characters, except maybe Julie Fox's, but that's it. Um, otherwise, though, I, I don't ever want to go back to it. But it is definitely worth seeing at least one time. Go to hell, Adam Sandler. I knew you could do better. And this was it. And that's just your opinion. All right. Well, thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe so you can help this channel grow. Please, please, please. have a good day.